Mishirovu Horoitzchim Vichulei. Tanu Rabbonon. Mishirovu Horoitzchonim Botleg Larufa. When murders increased, the Egla Rufa ceremony was cancelled. The whole Egla Rufa is brought when we are in a, a state of true doubt. So what the Gemara explains is that when this Tanaic source says uh, it really means when uh, in, in public uh, when public murders became popular so then everyone knew who the murderer was so there's no more need for Eglo Arufa the Posuk says in the topic of Sota and we darshan this when the husband is free, is clean from sin then if you have a, we'll say a righteous husband and he has a wife that he suspected of immorality she can be brought to the base Hamigdash and the water will be effective in revealing uh, the, uh, the act or if she's innocent so nothing will happen if the husband is not so righteous himself, he's not sin, he's not clean from sin. The 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 wife of such a man will not uh, will not uh, be checked out by the sota waters. The oimer, uh, the pasuk says lo. In addition, in addition, the pasuk says lo uh, we read and explained that posuk before, and here the Gemara wants to know, my Vyomer, what do I need that additional posuk for when we had the opening posuk, Venika Ha'ishme Avon? So the Gemara explains, and it's in a, say, several stages, and that, that's why you have this double underlining marking to explain how, to what extent do we go when we say that when there's a society of sin, that the water will not be effective. You might say that from the posuk of avon, when the man is clean from sin, so the water will check that the only concern is his own sinfulness. That meaning, if the husband himself is sinful, so then the water will not check out. But lo, if the man is righteous, but his children, he has a family. His, his, his sons, his daughters are, are immoral. So then, the water will remain effective with regard to his wife. Toshma, that's not so. You can have a situation where the man himself, the husband himself is righteous, but his children live uh, immoral lifestyles. The Pesach says, Lo efkod al beno sechem ki sizneno v'al kaloi sechem ki sizno afno. That Pesach indicates that I, the Almighty, says, I remove myself. I won't enable you to have the benefit of these sota waters if your sons, if your your daughters and your sons uh, live a life of immorality. You might say that, okay, the waters are canceled from being effective if the nature of the sin is uh, um, married women behaving immorally. 
let's say uh, one has a, a, a son, a daughter, well, a, particularly a daughter, that she's, she's a single woman, uh, and uh, she leads let's say, a loose uh, lifestyle. That's, that is not going to stop the waters from being effective. That the only concern would be a man whose family behaves immorally in the realm of Aishas Ish. Well, we have news. Ki heim im hazoinois yiforedu v'im hakedeshos yizabechu. The term zonos, uh, harlotry, is most often associated with, uh, with unmarried women behaving, uh, having intimacy with all kinds of men. And, but yet, the very pasuk that we quoted indicate which started lo efkod abenosechem mentions ki heim im hazonosi They behave, even the single women behaving immorality will stop the sota waters from being effective. The pasuk says goes on to say, and we ask here, my ve'om lo yovin yilobet. What does that mean? Omar Rabbi Yelazar, Omar lem novi Israel. The Novi, the prophet, addresses Israel. If you are diligent with regard to yourselves, you're moral and, uh, and chaste. So, the waters will be effective in checking out your wives if they fall under suspicion. The imlav, if you're not careful with yourselves, if you're loose and immoral yourselves, the waters will not. Uh, check out your wives. So the person cannot uh, think to himself that, well, I'll do whatever I want, but with my wife, I'm going to uh, I'm going to be strict and restrictive and and superv- supervising, etc. and so forth. Not at all. If a, a person uh, a person has to be himself a, of moral upstanding in order for him to even think that the that his uh, his wife will be subject to the scrutiny of the water. We have, as you can see, a very long uh, Tanaic source. On the side of the Gemara, we have a topic heading, and uh, you'll uh, and uh, you'll also notice the Mithna, the structural note. Um, let me just correct myself. We indicated earlier the structural note, uh, the uh, the triangle, highlighting the term Misherabu. And uh, we continue with that marking here. And uh, our note says, the note says, Ribui tofaos agormos ivus hadin. See, many uh, developments and uh, uh, behaviors that result in the contortion of justice. The Gemara. Misharabu bale hano nisafsu hadinim viniskalkulu hamaisim. Vien noyach ba'ilam. With, upon the increase of the, the Bale Hano, uh, literally would mean the pleasure seekers. Uh, when pleasure seekers come about, pleasure seekers can also be associated with people that want things easy, aren't the type of people that are willing to 
to let's say research things to to uh, extend themselves to strain themselves to find the truth so when you have that situation of bali hano on the increase so justice becomes contorted and uh, and 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 and, uh, and the practices and the and the righteousness becomes distorted uh, there's no uh, noach noach is pleasantness in the world this term by the way of nisafswa dinim veniskakla maisim uh, we've seen earlier uh, back on the mem aleph omed beis in the context of Misha yorda egroifa shel chanufa and I recommend looking at the Rashi that's, uh, that describes these terms back there on Mem Aleph Omid Beis. Mishiravu Roye Ponim Badin Botel Lo Soguru. The expression Roye Ponim um, might very well refer to judges who uh, appear to favor one of the litigants over the other. When that happens, then people who come into a, a court case with that there's botel means there's stopped being concept of lo soguru lo soguru meish is a posuk which which demands of judges not to be fearful of the litigants don't be uh, fearful of anybody and if you're having people judges that play favorites apparently they the judge feels uh, intimidated by one of the litigants so you see that this this posuk will no longer be fulfilled and uposak lo sokiru. Lo sokiru is a posak which, which commands judges not to show favoritism. But if rovu roe upon him, so we're no longer being, in, we're no longer fulfilling the posak of lo sokiru, not to play favorites. Uparku o shamayavinosalem, oil bosser badam. With this, you have the shedding, the shirking off of the yoke of heaven, and, and that being replaced with the yoke of men. Uh, the, the judge feels intimidated. He feels pressured by mankind. Boss of Adam, man is above him, and not the Lord alone. Misharavu lochashe lechishos bedin, rabo haroin af b'israel. What is meant by lochashe lechishos? So we look in Rashi. He says orche hadayonim umislachshim in hadayon l'vtoch lehem pesach b'schusus shelzeh ubechayvoso shelzeh. These are intermediaries that work on behalf of the litigants and these people will go and literally they'll whisper in the ears of the judges what, uh, why they should favor one over the other uh, the, there should not be intermediaries in, uh, in uh, court cases rather the judges listen directly to the litigants own arguments and that's the way justice is to take place so with these intermediaries intervening on behalf of one side or the other. So then, Rabba Haronaf Bisrael, heavenly wrath is increased on the Jewish people, Vinistalka Shechino, and the divine presence departs. Mishum Shenemar, the Posuk says, and the Girs on the side suggests reading from the earlier part of the Posuk, Elohim Nitzav Badas El, the Kerev Elohim Yishpot. The Almighty is present when he is amongst judges. The uh, suggestion here is that, well, if there are people other than the judges that are present, namely have these lochashe lechishos, so the Almighty is not present. And that's nistalko hashchino. Misheravu achrei bitzom libom holech. When there was an increase of those that follow the, their, the, the lust of their hearts, 
So when so again, so you have this contorted justice. Ravu Haimrim, you'll find the increase of those that say Lara Tov, that which is evil is good. They praise the wicked, the Latov Ra, and they and those that claim that that which is actually good say is no good. Here you can see there's a progression, and when there's an increase of those that praise the wicked and and uh, demean the, the 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 righteous, the, the positive, ravu hoy hoy ba'olam. The term hoy is like we say the word woe, and you find in the prophet in this in the novi you find this word uh, on numerous occasions, and hence the reference made here. Misha ravu. Moshe Harok, Ravu Hayehirim. Moshe Harok literally is people that, that draw their saliva. Rashi explains it's some type of behavior that's characteristic of the haughty. So when haughtiness increased, so there was the Ravu Hayehirim. Yehirim, Yuhara is a word referring to the Balei Gaiva, those haughty individuals. So when you saw this practice, you can rest assured there were a lot of haughty in, people on the increase. When you have haughtiness, haughtiness is characterized by those who say, I know everything. Uh, you, I, I have nothing to learn from you. A Talmud, a student, is someone quite the opposite. He's coming to say, I don't know everything. I need to learn from you. So with the increase of the Yehirim, there's a decrease of Talmidim, of students. And the Torah is, so to speak, is seeking out who, who will only come to learn from me. The Torah, as its name suggests, is a, its instruction from a a source of instruction. If you have people that are overcome with the spirit of haughtiness, they don't turn to the Torah for instruction. They know everything. So the Torah, in a society like that, is seeking out those who will learn from it. When the, when the haughty uh, increased, the Jewish daughters, the uh, women of Israel, sought out to marry these kind of people. Our generation only sees that which is viewable, the, the external. And you have people that carry themselves uh, as if they know everything. They and inflated chests and uh, whatever will uh, limit all the possible uh, examples that we could give. But nevertheless, that would serve to attract uh, attract the women. The uh, Gemara interrupts this Tanaic source, and as you can see we have brackets here. The next two lines later, at the beginning of the line, the series continues. However, in the meantime, the Gemara asks on this very last point, since when is it so that women are attracted to the, the, the Yehirim, those people that, have the, that puff themselves up? Aini, is that so? Vomamor, hai man someone who is uh, haughty, afilo inshibese lo mikbal. Even on inshibesi means a member, literally the members of the house, but it's a term referring to even upon one's wife, he is not accepted. Shnemar, gever yohir v'lo yinovei. That's the pasuk, and it's dashin lo yinovei means afilu b'nevei shalom. Yinovei means a dwelling. He won't be accepted. A gever yohir, a man who is uh, proud in the negative sense, uh, won't be accepted even in his own house, even by his own wife. 
So the Gemara explains, at the beginning, when the men are courting the women, and they're going on dates, and they're meeting one another, so they're attracted to this these kind of people. However, when they get to live with them, they become cheapened upon them. In other words, the women uh, who are married to these uh, the haughty ones uh, no longer uh, have any respect for them. When there is an increase of matile malai, so we have to explain what is that. Rashi says matile malai, hadayonim matile malai. Lai is prakmatia shalem, merchandise. Al batim. Judges, people of uh, let's say rabbinic authority who, who sit in judgment, they're also people, they need a source of income. What's described here? They, judges, would have some, let's say, cash and buy merchandise, but they weren't going to be the ones to actually market their merchandise. What would they do? They would seek out members of the community to, uh, as Rashi says, it goes on, that were familiar with uh, commerce. These these uh, local merchants would market the items bought by the Dayanim, and they would share in the profits, and the Dayan would thereby make money. However, there's a problem here. The, the Dayan, the rabbinic uh, figure, who is now reliant upon these uh, uh, members of these, uh, the, the, his, these local merchants to market their own uh, merchandise, the, the Gemara goes on. There was now increase for shochad uh, bribery. There's room for uh, bribery, and in other words, the judge can actually, by having someone do a, be, be quite successful in marketing his own his own merchandise, that itself would represent a potential bribe in his eyes, and that results in uh, contorted justice. And the uh, good uh, benefit will cease. Uh, when this became with when when this was on the increase, people who would receive favors and be beholden to others for favors done to them, then there would be there's there's uh, people who. You have judges that become beholden to the members of the community for favors done to them. So then those people who, uh, who, who did the favors wouldn't feel any pressure to conform to uh, the rule of law. And people would do whatever they wanted to, whatever they want to do. Shvelim hugvahu, the lowly would rise. Vagvoyim, those who were on top. Hushpalu would be lowered. Umalchusa Ozlo Venavlo, and the the government will continue to decay. Uh, these are uh, comments that are, to say the very least, very very prophetic. When you have uh, people in in governmental positions, decision making positions, judge, judging positions of justice, and they're involved with all kinds of financial dealings that we've been describing at great length over here. So, of course, the uh, honor given to the government, the seriousness in which the or respect that people would grant uh, their governmental officials. Uh, declines more and more and more. Umalhusa Oslo Venavlo.
Mishirabu Tzorei Ayin V'torfei Teref when miserliness, Tzorei Ayin are people that are as Rashi says, people that are unwilling to benefit others through their own uh, financial uh, capabilities. And Torfei Teref, Rashi says, Gazlonim, thieves, people who withhold their hearts from assisting the poor. So when this increases, uh, when you have people of um, say miserly of a miserly nature uh, unwilling to help others so you have people then uh, withholding uh, clenching their hands closed on their money unwilling to loan others milahavos is to loan others the and are thereby violating that which the Torah says he shomer the pasuk warns uh, against those who uh, refuse to extend loans. The Torah expects of us to assist others financially. So, but if the spirit of the day is one of miserliness, that inevitably is going to lead to a violation of this uh, negative command uh, from Dvorim Perak Tezvov. This is a, a reference to the topic of immorality and immodesty. Netuyas Goron and Mesakra Senayim is a reference to women who walk in, let's say, in a alluring fashion. And Mesakra Senayim, you can see in the word Mesakra is the word mascara. In fact, it has to do with cosmetics, uh, alluring looks. So, if that's the society in which you find yourself, be aware, Ravu Mayim Hamorim Eloshaposku. There'll be an increase for the need for the Sota waters. But they won't work anymore. Misharavu mekable matonos nismatu hayomim v'niskatsu hashonim. When you find a society where people are uh, happy to receive gifts, so the uh, result of that is shortening of days and shortening of years. Meaning, uh, people won't uh, merit living to their full life expectancy. The Posuk says, He who has a disdain for gifts and doesn't accept gifts will live. When there's an increase of Rashi explains, These are people that that don't listen too carefully to their teachers, to their Rabbonim, and they rather rely on their own uh, intuition and their own knowledge to uh, come to conclusions. So when you have that, so you have an increase of machloikas, of controversy in Israel. The source goes on to illustrate a situation like that. Mishiravu tamidei When there was an increase of the students of Shammai and Hillel that in, in, in fact did not study enough by their teachers the, that resulted in disagreement and controversy in Israel and it almost appeared as if there were two Toros and uh, we know how difficult a situation that could be which at times in history actually resulted in sections of Israel breaking off from the main trunk of the Jewish people. 
and uh, and, and disappearing into the uh, to the annals of history, no longer being part of the mainstream of Judaism. So this situation of Nazis Turkish state Taurus is something that's that's a very threatening situation. And when there was increase of accepting charity from the idol worshippers, from Gentiles, this is a euphemism. Uh, the translation is the Jews were up and the, and the Goyim were down, but not so. It's, uh, as we say, euphemism. When Jews become dependent on the uh, Gentiles for charity, for support, so the, the Gentiles then gain the upper hand and the last say, and they're on top, and the Jewish people are down. Yisrael Lifnim, Vehein Lochor, again, a euphemism, which the translation would be the Jews are in front and they're in back, but that's not what the intention is, it's the opposite. Mishemes Yoisi ben the Mishnah mentioned botlu ha'eshkoylois, my eshkoylois. What is meant by that term? Omar of Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, ish shakol bo, a person in whom everything is found. We explained this earlier, and it's a reference to uh, people who did not have any, let's say, doubts. There was no machlokas, there was no controversy until his time. Up till his time, the, the people who studied Torah studied with the with the same say level of clarity as the Torah was given from Moshe at Har Sinai. But at that point in time, Machlokis uh, went on the increase. Yochanan Kohen Gadol Hevir Hoidoya Yochanan Kohen Gadol stopped the Meiser declaration, and we mentioned this earlier. That has to do with the uh, at the end of uh, the uh, after three years and the uh, seventh year of the uh, sabbatical cycle, people would announce by uh, through reciting psukim in the Torah that they fulfilled all the laws of tithing properly. My timer. Why in his time did they stop the hoidoyas meiser? Because in his time, the, they weren't giving the Miser as the Torah intends. The Torah says that Miser, specifically Miser Rishon, is given to the Levim. It's one-tenth of a person's produce each year of the six uh, years of the seven-year sabbatical cycle. Seventh year being, a, as its name, a sabbatical year. No there's no tithing then, but during the six years of agricultural produce, one-tenth of one's produce is given, by from the Torah standpoint, it's supposed to be given to the Levi. We continue at the top of the Mem Ches, And we give the Meiser Rishon to the Koyhanim. The reason for that is, there was a knas, a fine, imposed on Levim in the time of Ezra, that they no longer deserved Receiving the Maiserishon tithe, the Gemara asks the Lodi Asha'ar Maisros. Granted, we don't give the Maiserishon anymore as the Torah intended, but the other tithes we give properly. For example, Maisersheni, that's the tithe, ten percent of one's produce, first, second, fourth, and fifth years. One takes those fruits to Jerusalem and eats them there. On the third and sixth year, we tithe the Meiser Oni and give that to the poor. So why don't we at least announce our fulfillment of the other tithes? 
Any household that is incapable and no one is capable anymore of of, of um, announcing his fulfillment of the Maiserishon Levi tithe, Shuv Ein Misvada Al Shara Maisus. He no longer is entitled to be Misvada to announce his fulfillment of the other tithes. My Taimo, why is that? What's so significant about the Maiserishon that everything else is dependent on that? Omar Abaye, Hoyu Uposach Boy Hakosov Trilo. Since it was the first of the tithes to be mentioned in the section of the Torah dealing with ties, so it's if the first one falls, so to speak, everything falls by the wayside as well. And no more, therefore no Hoidoyas Meiser regarding the other ties. The Gemara asks, Michlal, and this is the beginning of a long question, Michlal da Fushei Havu Mafrishi? What we've said till now is that the Meiser Rishon Levi tithe it was tithed, but it wasn't given to the Levium. We explained it was given to the Kohanim as a result of a fine imposed by Ezra uh, at the beginning of the Second Temple period. You're implying, though, that they did separate the Meiser Rishon tithe. Ah, Tanya, but we have a Tanaic source that comprises the bulk of our long question. What do you mean? That they they tied the Maiserishon tithe. We see we have evidence to the contrary. It says, "Af who it's Yochanan Koyegodol Bitel as Avidui." He canceled the uh, the recitation of the Vidui uh, Maisers, the Gozar Al Hademai, and he ruled concerning Demai that produce bought from the ignorant must be tithed. Uh, we're making the assumption that those who are Amaratsim didn't take care of the tithing. Yisrael, Yochanan Kohen Godol had sent uh, uh, scouts, uh, emissaries, uh, um, representatives amongst the uh, within the boundaries of Israel. He found that the only tithe that people were diligent in tithing was the Truma Gedola. That's the tithe that people give to the Kohanim. Uh, there's a the amount for Truma Gadola from the Torah standpoint is, is any amount, even a minuscule amount. Uh, rabbinically, it's approximately, say, we'll say, 2% of one's produce. Now, notice we've dashed underline the terms Meiser Rishon and Mixosan Ein Masrin. With regard to the Levi tithe and the Meiser Shani, the Jerusalem oriented tithe, some tithe, some didn't tithe at all. And, and it's really from here that we have our question, because before this we suggested that, oh, everyone was tithing the Maiser Rishon tithe, they just weren't doing it the, the Torah expected way. Here it seems they weren't tithing at all. Omar Lohem, Yochan and Golo said to the population, Bonai, Bou, the Omar Lohem, let me come and let me tell you something. Keshem Shetrumagdoila, Yeshba Avoy Misa, just like Trumagadola, if it's not tithed, if one eats untithed produce with, with Trumagadola, the latent Trumagadola in it, he is guilty of death at the hands of heaven. Well, Avon Misa. So too, Trumas Meiser is one tenth of the Levi tithe. When a Levi receives his ten percent, that Levian has to turn around and give 10% of what he received to a Kohen. That has the same status of, as Truma. 
So trumas meiser and tevel. Tevel is a term referring to untithed produce. There are other tithes, like the, the meiser oni tithe, eating untithed produce. Yesh bohen avon misa. If, if uh, these things aren't taken care of, it results in death at the hands of heaven. So that uh, the, these, uh, the, these people who were concerned with the Truma Gedola alone were uh, doing so out of ignorance, thinking that only the Truma Gedola represents a life threat to them. Omad v'hiskin lohem, Yochanan Kohen Gedol arose and imposed the following. Halokech peros me'amoretz, a person who buys produce from an ignoramus, mafrish man meiser rishon or sheni, you have to tithe uh, the the meiser rishon tithe and the meiser sheni tithe, meiser rishon mafrishimena trumas meiser, and once you set aside the meiser rishon tithe, from that you have to then separate one tenth called trumas meiser v'noisno lakoyin that. 10% of 10%, that's the Meiser of the Meiser, the Trumas Meiser, uh, you give that to a Kohen, and you will take the Meiser Shani tithe from the, that which you set aside from the produce that you bought from the Amaretz and take it and eat it in Jerusalem. Meiser Rishon and Meiser Oni, with regard to the Meiser, the basic Meiser Rishon that you set aside uh and, and from it, you took 10% to give to the claim, but the, the rest, the other nine-tenths, which is which here to refer to as the Maiserishon, and the Maiseroni, that's the tithe that would, have been, that would be taken on the third and sixth years of the sabbatical cycle, from, and here from produce that you bought from the Ama Oretz, Hamotzi Mechavero Olofaraya. That you can keep for yourself if someone can prove that the Amoretz from whom you bought the produce didn't tithe, then you have to part with it. But uh, as long as that hasn't been proven, Maiserisha and Maiserani are matters of purely financial concern. They're called mamon. They don't have in them uh, the same level of of chumrah, of seriousness, as truma or trumas meiser, that engender not only the fact that it has a, a mamon side to it, that it belongs to the kohanim, but if it's eaten by a non-kohen, it results in misa bidei shamayim. It's a serious, um, we'll say, spiritual factor as well. So when it comes to the meiser rishon and meiser oni, from, that you tithe from produce that you bought from Amoretz. And we didn't explain too much earlier with regard to the Amoratzim. We saw above some tithe, some didn't. It was a matter of doubt. When you have a matter of doubt concerning financial issues, we say, Hamotzi Mechavero, someone who is trying to extract from his friend, it's upon him, the one who tries to take away, to bring the proof. At this point, though, we've come to the end of our long question. Above, we, we, we suggested that he was mevatel, that Yochan Koygol was mevatel hodoyas uh, meiser, because the meiser rishon was, was tithed, but given to koyhanim instead of levium. In this source, we see that there were those that weren't tithing it at all. The Gemara answers, Tarti Tikain. There are actually two stages of ruling, of uh, edicts. Bitul vidui de chaverim. He was mevatel the 
vidui maestris of haver. Haverim are, say, a term referring to people who were, were diligent, as opposed to amoratsim, the ignorant. Haverim are people that are careful. So, with regard to hodoyas maeser, on the part of haverim, people who certainly tithed, they can't say the hodoyas maeser because they're giving their maeser rishon to to Kohanim and not Leviim. A second uh, edict, the Gozar al-Dmai shall ame ha'aretz. Produce purchased from those who were not diligent, you need to tithe the Maiser Rishon from the outset because maybe he, the Amrads, didn't tithe it at all. So as we said, we have two stages of of uh, rulings. One ruling involved the Haverim, people who were diligent, they had, they had their own fields, and the, they would tithe the produce from their own fields. The only problem there is that they didn't give their Maiser Rishon to the Torah-ordained receiver, but rather gave it to the Kehanim in accordance with the Kanas of Ezra. Therefore, they could not recite the Vidu Maisris. And as far as the reference made to those who weren't tithing at all, Yes, that's a reference to Amaratsim who did not tithe at all. Uh, some, actually, a slight, uh, a significant part of the population, not necessarily the majority, but many did not tithe. And regarding that situation, the ruling was whatever you buy from an Amaratz, you must tithe. With that, we conclude our Shior for today. This was a presentation of the DAF map. We hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe to be informed of our other videos. For resources and more information, please visit our website at www.thedoffmap.com.